Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode 257. It's your host, David Palermo, for this one. And uh, I am surrounded by Ben Gramado, our, our latest guy here. And uh, Ben, you want to say hello? Yeah. How's it going? Uh, we got Von Miller. One twenty million on the ten-year anniversary of Buddy Nick's giving Va- or Mario Williams a hundred million. Brandon Bean says, "Hey, let's go and you know throwback celebrate that anniversary. Sign a big-time pass rusher." Uh, slightly different circumstances between the two signings. Mario Williams was a splash signing for a team that didn't really have a lot of talent, and then Von Miller you can be look at, looked at as the piece that can get the bills over the edge, you know, which is right there with the Kansas city chiefs competing for that AFC champion spot and getting to a super bowl. And you look at what Denver did last season, they went out, they, they spent big money as well. Maybe not as far as, as much money as the bills gave up, but they gave up uh, draft picks for a, half-year rental on Miller, and it ended up getting them a Super Bowl. So I think in hindsight, Sean McVay is going to go back and do that trade any time of the week, especially when it gets you a Super Bowl. Obviously, for the Rams, they would have liked to lock up Von Miller, but for the Bills, they fill a big-time hole, and they were able to lure a star defensive player away from the defending Super Bowl champions, which – is something that really I think shows just how how much you know of a change this organization has has gone through over these past couple of seasons. What I love about this is um, Ben knows great. Um, when you hit me with the news, I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, frankly, I'm like, why why the fuck are we doing this? A hundred twenty million dollars, and I am not. Let me make something clear to you. I am not an age person where, you know, I'm 37. I picked up adult hockey at 31. I'm not good at hockey. I couldn't stop on skates. But eventually, the team I started to get better later on, uh, you empower good people and you surround yourself with people. And next thing you know, people who played in college are on the team, and I'm off the team because I'm, like, not good enough. And I feel that Mario Williams elevated the team. And then – the Bills traded for Jerry Hughes. That was my prime. I was about your age. I'm 37 now. I think I was like 23 when Shane Gay was in, 24. Mm-hmm. And um, was that long ago? And, you know, what you can do with two great pass rushers is amazing. And, and since, I don't know, when I saw the contract, I'm like, this isn't seven years ago. Um, Mario Williams, I understood. And you were telling me that this is the same parallel, or maybe it was Adam Deacon was telling me it's the same parallel as the Mario Williams contract as well. So like the same kind of money. Well, this guy's 33 and you're backing up the Brinks truck for him. That said, you and I were talking and we go, okay, we had Jerry Hughes contract. We also had Addison. Maybe the theory is we have three young guys in the stable. Epinesa, and they all have one thing in common, Ben. They need fucking playing time. All of them. Allegedly, Miller's a great teacher. Great, but that's why you have coaches. So here's where I'm at with it. 
I thought he only had nine and a half sacks for the whole season. And when he went to the Rams at first, he had, I thought, barely any production. And I'm actually looking it up now. When I throw it back to you, I'll, I'll come back with his stats. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm getting at is I, I love Darius. And I, Miller, Von Miller is going to fall. And Darius fell to the Bills. And it's kind of like a long time coming because I was stoked on Von Miller, what he could bring to the table. And again, age aside, I don't mind it. Um, I don't feel he's on. I don't believe in that. But I'm kind of putting my foot in my mouth when I'm saying he shouldn't get that high of a contract. I think that's just wild. And frankly, um, I feel I have a very good reason to be suspect on this because I've never seen a team put so many resources from financial all the way through the draft, high-end draft, on the defensive line. And this well, is just, I mean, the amount of money. I mean, look at Starlo Tuway's contract. They had a read on that guy, and they know they need a, 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 a defensive tackle to keep the linebackers clean their scheme. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay? But this is from the same organization that let Marcel Darius go for a bag of footballs who, again, wasn't playing great. I understand. And, you know, he seemed to have gotten paid and did whatever and didn't have much production after. But, like, if we're kicking tires, I mean, it's just – this isn't a tire kick for Von Miller, I guess. It, it, it's just a lot of money, and I don't, I don't know if this solves the problem. I, I, I really, I'm not sure. I hope it does. I just don't want fans to put so much on this fucking dude's back, like fans do, and then you get fans, you get players talking shit when they leave the fucking building. And isn't it funny that after the combine happens, and during the combine, you start hearing reports that some assistants don't get along with McDermott. Well, is it rocket science to see Dables in New York? He brings over uh, Feliciano, which Feliciano is a heady player as far as what we mm-hmm. want to know, and then Bobby Johnson with him. And then, oh, by the way, Tyrod Taylor. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to do exactly what they did in Buffalo, which is what Buffalo was already doing before McDermott was fucking here. Okay? And well, so I'm just wondering with the defensive line here, these players got to get coached up. So you're telling me Von Miller is going to make Greg Rousseau bash him and Epinesa just fucking fly. And I understand that Basham and, and, and even Rousseau can be moved inside. Okay. I understand different factors. I get all that, but we're on basics here. And I don't know. That's a lot of money for Von Miller. But I will say, if you had to tell me this, Ben, I'm going to switch back to you. If you were to tell me that I could, Hughes is gone, which I think was an f- unfair thing in, in a sense because, like, who did he have? Who's he playing with? You know, I, I liked Harrison Phillips, so I guess I should be not complaining then and saying that because I, I thought he was fine. Congrats on his contract um, in Minnesota. But for you, do you like the idea of you don't have Addison allegedly, no Jerry Hughes allegedly, so unless they sign back really cheap or something, right? So mm-hmm. well, you just give the money to one guy? Because well, Trent Murphy was a horrible signing too. Yeah. Here's Back the thing. The Here's the thing, Dave. I mean, everyone wanted Chandler Jones, and everyone was gonna willing to give this huge contract to Chandler Jones. Jones ultimately signed three years, fifty-two million uh, on the Raiders. Total guaranteed, thirty-four million. Average salary is seventeen million five hundred. Let's look at Von Miller. Guaranteed, forty-five million. So. He's making about $11 million more guaranteed. His contract is longer, but 
looking at at the ages, I mean, Jones is only a year younger than than Von Miller. So if you're gonna give the that money to Chandler Jones, I mean, there's really no difference giving it to Von Miller after you're not able to get Chandler Jones. So I think the Bills barely clearly wanted Chandler Jones and just based off of everything that was on Twitter the past couple weeks or the past couple days Jones ultimately he came down to that decision himself the bills were one of the finalists but if you lose out on Chandler Jones on Twitter yesterday at you know for that 2 hour window between when the team ultimately traded or or not traded between uh, the period of time when the news broke that Chandler Jones was signing elsewhere. Meanwhile, the Bills ended up, you know, signing Von Miller. There was a panic on Bills Twitter. Everyone was, the narrative was, what is Bean doing? The Bills have this clear need at pass rusher, and he's not going out and doing anything because the Steelers signed Miles J- Miles Jack to a two-year, $16 million contract, and Miles Jack, a former fir- high first-round pick, uh, who had some, you know, issues with Jacksonville, but I think most players who were on that Jacksonville team in Jacksonville at the at the time was a very talented squad. I think most players from that team had a slight fall from grace too. I mean, you look at Leonard Fournette, but you know, the bills, the bills mafia yesterday, there was a a lot of criticism on Bean. So the fact that the bills were able Uh, to still make this pickup. Everybody, I have to say like, everybody isn't me. I, I didn't want Chandler Jones, and I feel like there's a false read on Twitter what people want because there's so well, many people. Well, the thing is, who do you want then? Because who else is available? Who as says we had the money for rusher? this? I, I didn't know we had money all of a sudden. That's what's so weird. That well, it seems like this we is do on now. the table. Based off of how we, the the contracts we reworked, I mean, it 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 seems like that is something. Um, you know, Bean is working his magic. We were able, you know, to, to get Von Miller and the Bills still may not be done. I mean, we'll see what happens today. I think at least cornerback number two, we could see a, a corner. We could also maybe see Cordero Patterson, hopefully. I mean, that's who a lot of guys want. I would like Cordell Patterson. I think he's an X factor. I mean, one um, of our listeners just texted me, uh, and he said uh, he's he hopes we still get a corner. So yeah. I mean, that seems like that's that's no. I what, think that's uh, where they're gonna go. I think that's where we're gonna go in the draft. Is. I think the draft you go corner. Corner. Um. Yeah, because it's the cheapest way to fill out the position. It's the cheap. The draft is always the cheapest. Now remember, you like the Buddy Nix point, right? That's the whole thing with being that I don't fucking get is the draft is the cheapest. And meanwhile, Zay Jones has signed a, a, a fucking, what, $10 million a year deal or something, I heard? Is that right? <laughs> you know, so um, I'm not a Zay Jones apologist at all. I just think that the pressures of the NFL are real. Um, he's from a, uh, His father was a professional athlete. Holy shit, talk about pressure. You know, so I'm happy for him. Um, I'm happy for Harrison Phillips getting a deal in Minnesota. Didn't you tell me the deal? Or was that my friend Adam? I think it was like a I think he's gonna like three year like nineteen million, eighteen million, something about that. I, good for him. You yeah. know, you see these you see these graphs of uh I said his last podcast too. 
you see the you see the graph of oh yeah harrison phillips for what the bills have in cap space should be about like one million dollars i'm like what <laughs> no and then like who plays for that like that's stupid it, this dude did everything he needed to and then you got a guy like star too late who name me a he actually had a couple nice plays this year. Like, this year I thought was it, not horrible. Um, but, like, as far as hearing a guy make an impact on the team, um, you know, you could – I could tell you that they were pretty much equal. Or her, I give the edge of Harrison Phillips because he's not a bunch of money. And he was a third-round pick, and he developed. He came off an ACL injury. It takes two years to do that, you know. Um, So – Sorry, I'm looking down at my dog over here. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, yeah, so as far as Von Miller, I think it's a move they need to do. Uh, I'd rather have the Bills give it to a guy who's been voted into the Pro Bowl. Seems like every year except for this year doesn't say Pro Bowl on pro football reference. Um, I will say, you know, I don't know what to think. He had 19 tackles for loss, and the last time he had that many, was in 2012, his second year in the league, and he had 28. And the time before that was his rookie year, he had 19. And I don't he know if he's four, just – He had four sacks in the playoffs. I mean, he still can play at a high level. I think the thing that a lot of people didn't like is like when they say, oh, six years, $120 million, because at that point it's like who's going to be paying a 39-year-old Von Miller $20 million a year? Like Right. That's right. just absurd. But I think when the specifics of the contract actually broke, I think it's only going to be like a three to four years. Right. That And that makes sense. Um, so one thing I wanted to know is why the fuck the agents got to do that? They got to just, oh, six or 120 million. It's like it sends guys with logic like you and me into a panic. And then I got to sit here and you're just wasting my fucking time. Well, part of it, is, part of it is also how the GM is building the contract to position the salary cap. So part okay. of it is also on is on Brandon Bean. All right, so Von Miller, I like it. I I, I don't want to say I can't complain. It's gonna definitely grow on me big time. Um, but yeah, it is what it is here. Um, I mean, if Von Miller has double deck. Double digit sacks this season, and the Bills win the Super Bowl. Everyone's saying this is the move the Bills should have made midseason last year, you know, when, when they were on the verge of making the Super Bowl, and then you had this whole 13 seconds debacle. But I mean, here's basically my takeaway from this. Ben, can I pause you for one sec? Mm -hmm. Um, if you want, talk it over. I gotta let my dog out here while we're live. I'm sorry, it's an emergency for us. Oh, yeah, you're good. Um, but uh, yeah, talk talk out the if you want. Could you talk out the Von Miller contract details that you were telling me? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, basically, right now, uh, it says it's a six-year, a hundred and twenty million dollar deal, including fifty-one million four hundred thirty-five. Hundred thousands guaranteed with an average annual salary of twenty uh, million. So, and then, yeah, the total guaranteed is fifty one four three five zero zero zero, and spot rec 
doesn't list uh, the cap hit yet. So... Yeah, so so Aaron Wilson on Twitter uh, says that 32 fully guaranteed at signing 50, uh, you know, 52 million guaranteed. So I think, uh, okay, here's the tweet from Spot Rack. So on his previous contract, uh, Miller got 70 million guaranteed, 42 million guaranteed at signing. Uh, so this contract, fifty-two million guaranteed, thirty-two million fully guaranteed at signing. So for practical purposes, this is more like a three-year contract. So three year, think of it more as you know a three three-year deal versus a six-year deal. So I mean, nice contract for Miller. Not really, you know, anywhere close to. 120 million, uh, you know, like people are saying, 53 million guaranteed, but for a Super Bowl and for the Bills, probably their biggest weakness overall. I think I think that is worth it. You got to kind of look at your your the risk, total risk, total reward, and add it up together. The Rams, they traded a second-round pick last year for Miller. And was that second-round pick worth it for Miller? Absolutely, it was worth it for Miller. They got a Super Bowl. Was, you know, all the picks they gave up for Matthew Stafford worth it? Absolutely, they got a Super Bowl. You know, you look at other teams who were in on Stafford. The Colts, you know, for instance, they missed the playoffs after going all-in on Carson Wentz, and they ended up shipping him out to Washington. I think if Indy goes back, they would redo their trade package for Matthew Stafford after Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. And I think, you know, there is reports that the Bills could could have, you know, or Bean could have made a call to Denver about Miller. Part of it was maybe he, him being uh, – or the Bills being in the AFC. Denver did not want to deal him within the AFC. However, now he's a Buffalo Bill. The Bills – you know, took care of their greatest need. That is that pass rusher. And as Dave said, they have other guys who, you know, are question marks at pass rusher now. You got Greg Rousseau. He flashed as a rookie. So so did uh, Ed Oliver has had a huge uh, come up this past year. And he earned his, his fifth-year option. You know, Greg Oliver, he's another piece on that defensive line. They signed Tim Settle, who – was buried uh, on that Washington defensive defensive depth defensive line depth chart, and they had three for, former first round picks ahead of settle on that defensive line. So, I mean, bringing back Jordan Phillips, I really like the how this defensive tackle unit is rounding out. Let's let's ship on Star out of here. Let's bring back Shaq Lawson on a team friendly deal. I mean, you know the veteran. The Yo. veteran presence of, of Miller and Lawson. Let's hope these young guys develop. I mean, if Epineza, Basham, and Rousseau develop, you got Shaq Lawson, who isn't a great pass rusher, but he fits the scheme. He knows the scheme. He's a good run defender, and, you know, he's a great, great locker room guy. Hey, I'll, I don't know how long you've been railing. I don't know, guy. I'll have you get back to me with that with Subtle. 
Um, but what I will tell you is my dog did poop, so thank you for that. Um, she's a little handicapped. Uh, her hips are going. I had to take her to heaven soon. Um, but, like, as far as the defensive tackle is concerned in real life here, uh, it was really great to see Jordan Pillows come back because um, where there's some blunders, I brought out a pen and notepad. And, and didn't we talk about – I said this the other day about Jordan Phillips. Did I not before Arizona even cut him or before Buffalo e- even brought him back? I I mentioned Jordan Phillips. I mentioned the defensive line. Uh, and I do have to correct myself. Jordan Phillips did not have double-digit sacks in 2019. Last double-digit sacks was 2016 for the Bills. Phillips had 9.5 sacks in 28 or 2019, which was good for the team lead in sacks. And, you know, the, I don't think any Bills player has has come close to that since. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Jordan Phillips, did I not say the Bills should never have gotten rid of him two days ago on our podcast before Arizona even cut him? So here's the thing. When Jordan here, – here's where I'm at. This is, uh, I wrote down on this pad. I was going to make a Venn diagram, but I'm too fucking slow for this. And of course, it's backwards. So, this is what we do here. So, it says no trades, scrape the bottom of the barrel for free agents. That was like the GM I was used to before Bean. Okay. Um, that's Doug Whaley. That's Brent, Buddy Nix. And what I liked is you get people who would systematically fit um, in positions and, and you would drive and they'd be impact one through three. That's what you shoot for um, day one starters. And what's cool about the NFL is there's so many positions that if you grade everybody top three to five for your scheme Pacific, specific, a.k.a. the shortest amount of time for the scheme to translate over to said player, you should be successful. Now, what happens is you hear about the marketing. But I'm hearing that Sammy Watkins was Ross Brandon's pick. It's like fuck, man. Like that's that makes total sense now because the way we would bring in these people, they'd be they'd be solid. And you know, Zach Brown made the Pro Bowl. This is one year here. You know, it's just little things like that. And those guys are nothing. And, and the thing that though is he found or he immediately got uh Jordan off of uh them release and they they were shocked that they released them and he came in and balled out uh you know and and i can't believe that i was shocked when the bills didn't re-sign him because i think he might have oh my golly i don't even there's so much to look up with these stats right now and my new ipad thing just keeps going green but i swear he had a lot of sacks and made a big impact his year in Buffalo and game one in Buffalo, he made a huge impact for the team. I remember that. And the bills got him at the right time because the roster was down, you know, and, or, or they didn't have the best win loss record. So they were able to get him through waivers. And I was shocked. Cause if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he like a second round pick as well? So if you pair him up with settle, you got your, Defensive tackle, tackle position settled. Okay, no pun. You haven't pun. settled. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, was, and, he was a second round pick originally. Uh, from the on the Dolphins, Phillips yes. was. Yep, and, and dude, uh, I should look up the stats. I'm sorry. Yeah, Phillips. 
Uh, Nine and a half I, sacks uh, in Buffalo 2019, 2018. He only had one sack, but I mean, that whole team was, was 2018 was not a very good team. So let's see. 2018 was a very, you know, forgettable year for the Bills. That was that was basically year two of the rebuild. By that time, they basically had stripped everything left from the rest. So you're telling me as a defensive tackle, mm-hmm. he got nine and a half sacks, dude. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and we were talking about the other day how how Darius had 10 sacks and they got rid of them. He is mirroring he is mirroring Von Miller from the defensive tackle position. And the Bills didn't slide a contract to him. Do you know why? Because they made an awful Murphy. That hey. signing was fucking horrible. And here's why. Because Adrian Peterson ruined it. Just like Joe Namath did for rookie quarterbacks. Adrian Peterson ruined it with his ACL recovery. Everybody expects you to come back so quick. No, it takes two years. That's why I gave Harrison Phillips the benefit of the doubt last season. Not 2021, but the season before. A little bit because well, coming and it's back also from ACL, different so, for quarterbacks too. I well, mean, hold on, hold, Joe Bur- hold on. I'm talking Adrian Peterson was running back. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is, is for defensive end Trent Murphy to come in, you know, how much impact was this dude going to have after an ACL thing to, within the two year window? You know, like, and he got paid, I guess. Average GN money, I believe, is like eight to nine to ten million, which is crazy um to think because Mario Williams was ten million a year, remember? So yeah. like I I don't know. I I guess actually pay for somebody who's fucking done it, you know. Um that's cool. Instead of having like Star Tule, these guys that 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 Bean had a one up on, like the inside window, which is Calvin Johnson, um Sorry, too late. Like they, they don't. We talk about it all the time. We and you got along right off the bat when we met in Miami because you're like, you know, I didn't think Rex was the worst, and I'm like, no, I don't think he was the worst either. I thought he actually had some interesting concepts, like an offense that cuts through the modern NFL was uh, built by him, huh? And it would still hold up today if you believe if you put that lineup out there. Swear to God, LaShawn McCoy when he came to the Bills, Tyrod Taylor, the way football is now, and and you know like. That's, you know, it, it's it's incredible. I, I I like seeing it. It's just the Bills got to get their shit together on the defensive line. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, I think I I saw a report on Bills or Buffalo Fanatics that they're some tweet they captured of maybe the Bills trade him to the Steelers, which I hope. Uh, I think he needs a restart. I put a lot of pressure on it, and not on him. It's unfair, but on Brandon Bean giving up three starting picks for that kid. And um, not being an impact player. I don't care if you're 19. You still have to sign into a second contract. What, at 24? So get your shit together, you know? And um, you got to be elite. And and at least Von Miller has proven to be elite. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't... Him or Chandler Jones, I wasn't... I didn't think they were even options. Not because just because of money, but because of the age. Um, but when Jordan Phillips... And Saddle come in. I can't wait to see what happens, man. And 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 Shaq Lawson too, by the way. I'm a Trent Murphy point. I was saying the Bills need to resign him. 
He's a young kid, man. He was young when he came in. I get he's a little immature or whatever. Well, well and, and here's the thing. And, it's and, like, hold on, hold on. He outplayed Trent Murphy, bro. Like you put only, those two out there. He, he, he set the edge better, you know, like. It, and Rex had him playing as an outside linebacker. Can we talk about that? Like how, like what position he was being played at when he was first drafted that to the team was pretty his, stupid. His injuries, you know, he dealt with, and he injuries. wasn't, yo, 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 yo. If you look up, I swear to God, if you look up Shaq Lawson's rookie year, cause I think I did this compared to Trent Murphy, I swear to God, it's bad. Like a hurt Shaq Lawson year, wrong scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look this up pro football reference, Shaq Lawson. Um, I'm telling you, I, I, I really, Maybe I have a thing for him because he actually opens my DMs when I send him from the podcast. <laughs> At least he looks at him. You know, you see the little head pop up. Um, but, bro, I'm telling you, man, I think if they can get him in, again, if I'm Miller's a teacher, great. But at the draft time, the Bills have a stable of defensive ends. I don't know who – what I love about the coach is he protects that locker room great. That's one of my favorite things in McDermott. He's a leader of men. If you can get better at letting go of processes, he needs to let go of processes more. He needs, I don't think he's a good game manager. There's some decisions there like benching McKenzie, all sorts of shit. That's straight up fucking disrespectful. And, um, you know, I don't like that for the locker well, room. Well, Same with the Tyrod thing years ago. Even I, I think even outside of Von Miller, this is a young group of defensive ends. You still are going to need some type of veteran presence uh, to round it out. That's why Shaq Lawson's a perfect fit, in my opinion. He's relatively cheap. I mean, not relatively. He is going to be cheap. Relatively young. I mean, he still he played out his first contract in Buffalo, and then he played two years after that. So I think he's 27 now. So you're bringing in a 27-year-old uh, versus a 33-year-old in, in Miller. So he has that. I mean, his best production year in Buffalo is six and a half sacks. And that's at being a rotational defensive end. That is basically what his role kind of boiled down to after a while because Shaq, you know, was, was labeled as a bust ultimately until his last year in Buffalo, he kind of was able to shed the bust uh, label after kind of finding his his home as as a run-stopping rotational defensive end who will never really be an elite pass rusher. Bro, they didn't give yo, they didn't give him any uh, nearly. If I if you saw a snap well, no, count of Jack Lawson, they I'm didn't give him gonna, much opportunity. I'm I'm going to go even further and say they gave him zero opportunity. I mean, if we're being real, if we're being like real, I mean, when Lawson came in here, he should have been one, you know, the number three uh, defensive end beside behind Mario Williams and Jerry Hughes. And he should have learned besides behind Mario Williams. And he should have been a 4-3 defensive end, not a 3-4 outside linebacker. Same situation that happened with Mario Williams. And why the hell is he dropping back into coverage, covering line or covering tight ends when he's a 4-3 defensive end? Like, that literally makes no sense. Yeah, that was stupid as fuck. And, and that's as why I, as Rex, I said, Rex wasn't that bad. Like that was, that was kind of dumb, but at the same time, I think it's the evolution yeah. of football. I, yo, at the same time, in Rex's defense, the guy is a bloodline fucking guy in football. 
he is going to look at the evolution of football. So when that happened, funny, a defensive end got an interception after he dropped into fucking coverage. So in Rex's defense, I was like, yo, maybe Mario, do what you're saying to become a better player or, or evolve your game. Maybe it adds another element in chess. Like, yo, can you believe they dropped Mario Williams back? But you Holy know what, shit, maybe we can't throw on that side because he's so tall. But but you know, know, but you know what you you know, when you have the top, you know, a, one of the top uh pass rushing units in the league at the time, one of the pa- the best defensive lines, the best defenses in the NFL with Jim Schwartz, it's like Yeah, Yo, let's look at this, all this, this, this. I got one thinking. I got one better for you. What? It was already proven with Mike Patton to work with those guys. And then Rex came in and fucked it up. Mike Patton ran the same defense as Rex, obviously from New York Jets, right? Who was a defensive coordinator for shorts with that personnel. That's what I was like, yo, this is going to work. Then he brought in Tyrod Taylor. I'm like, huh? Interesting. This is great because now free agents are going to come to Buffalo. They're going to come and, to Buffalo and they did. And now, and now, you know, we're, Two head coaches, or one head coach later from Mike, or no, two head coaches later from my from when Mike Patton was the defensive coordinator. Both head coaches are defensive minded head coaches, and yet the defense has not been the same since you know that year. I mean, they were the number one uh, statistical defensive football last regular season, but. They weren't the best defense in football, not even close with how they played in that playoff game against the Chiefs. I mean, the best defense in football is not giving up 35 yards in 13 seconds, you know, to lose Dude, out yo, the chance it, it, of hosting an AFC championship game. People got to get real and start watching stats, and they got to start going after contacts, and they get us divided on stats between ourselves, what, whichever it is, pandemic, the NFL, sports, each other. And I hate it. It's annoying because it's not accurate. Um, situationally, it, 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 it's just the bills were piling on so many points to, you got a defensive coach. You don't think he wants to pile on the points to make his defense look better. Come on, man. Like we, we watch, we watch those games. You can run on the bills. No fucking doubt. Why do you think they address that D line? Cause they know you can run on the bills and only coaches who can actually be honest with themselves and actually do that. And at the same time, I mean, the bills were literally a, a hair away from, or the wind blowing a different direction from winning the Titans game, which has the best running back in the league. So, you know, um, and, and not for nothing, that big run from Derrick Henry was two holds right there on the play. More like it, three it, well, holds. Yeah. And there's two and one. Yeah. There's one later on and there's, and then I the mean, NFL's like, Oh, look at this great run. So my point being to you, Ben is, it's inflated because those teams just had to throw a lot. Now they didn't have to run the ball. So they didn't, it was smart on coach to mirror, to mask all that. You know what I mean? It was smart on him to do that. And that's why I think bill Belichick would pile up points is because then it also helps you in the rankings. It helps you, you know what I mean? Uh, with your point differentials and shit. So, um, you know, and also, it gives your team a vibe. You know, you guys vibe. You guys are winning. You're crushing. You're chill. You're relaxed. You're just executing the plays, and you're used to it. Um, it, it it's just it, it's a tough sell for me. 
Um, when back to Trent Murphy here, and I really couldn't wait to read this off to you, so I, I took over just to cut you off to bring it back to here. Yeah. So 2018, Trent Murphy's first year in Buffalo. Four sacks, 24 combined tackles, 14 solo, 10 assisted, tackles for loss five, QB hits nine, and uh, yeah, Shaq Lawson, rookie year in Buffalo, and an unorganized bullshit with Rex, right? Two sacks, 13 combined tackles, seven solos, six assisted, three tackles for loss, three QB hits. Okay, yeah, maybe Trent Murphy edged him out for all that money, right? So... Trent, so Shaq Lawson had um, four less tackles his rookie year in, in unorganized shit. Shaq Lawson's second year compared to Trent Murphy's first year. I mean, dude, you're, mm-hmm. you're talking four sacks for Shaq Lawson's second year. 30 or, or 17 solo tackles. Again, not much. What did Trent Murphy have in Buffalo? Uh, his first year, 14. Second year, he had 24. You know, so it's just a thing where you got you, you're putting these guys together to see who survives, you know what I mean, and to see who works with who. And, and in hindsight, it seems like Trent Murphy's a hard worker and they trust him. And, and I feel like you have Shaq Lawson at the time just on the opposite spectrum. It so, so what it would seem, um, where when you're hearing them talk about things I was not made aware of, which is like being more focused and really, it's like, wait, what you're not. What, why? Well, I think this all just boils down to is like the bills, not signing great pass rushers and only signing good or eh, maybe above average pass rushers who are, are just, you know, looking to bank in on a big pay payday because they had career seasons. I mean, Let's be real. I mean, at their peak, what is prime Trent Murphy and Addison or Mario Addison? They're like 10, 10 sack guys, basically. At, and, and this is at their peak. So, I mean, do the Bills really expect guys who have been, you know, average guys to always maximize their potential with them? Probably not. I mean, at least Von Miller, you look at his last three seasons, he's giving you about 10 sacks a season. So if you're able to get roughly that or more, you know, that's good value. But when you're when you're paying money to Mario Addison and, and Trent Murphy to only have them give you four to five sacks and, and to not stay healthy just isn't worth it. So to me, this is almost like Bean is, is kind of looking at, yeah, I made some mistakes if if we would have gotten a premier pass rusher before we might not even, you know, be in the situation where we're needing to get this guy. Cause you know, that's something that they, that they didn't need, but you know, he's, I thought Mario Edison was solid. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, a little bit better, good, but you, you need better than solid. I mean, let's put saw... it this way. Again, you're saying that this is also a guy Who's with Carolina from 2013 through 2019? And Brandon Bean, they just can't. And Rex will get shredded for, oh, he's doing his cronies. At least they call on radio. It's like, no, he brought his coaching staff. He barely brought in anybody from the Jets. What, Harvin? Holy shit. You know, and I think a fallback, maybe, at one time for one second, and then he was cut. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's like, you know, in Mario Addison, you know, he had seven sacks last year. 
seven. And, and I believe that led the team. Eight tackles for loss. 29, or no, I'm sorry, 20 solo tackles, 29 combined. And again, it's a defensive line rotation. I've said this many times. I watch the Vikings a lot. I used to root for them a lot, especially my father is a Vikings fan. And I got used to watching that Williams wall rotation and Jared Allen and then then the media going, why isn't Jared Allen out there on more snaps? You know, you're the third and whatever. Blah, 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 blah. So let's I expected this. And they spend so many resources. If you had like a fucking pie chart, I would say like it seems like a third well, of the yeah, fucking I mean, if, cap if, if is on the defensive at, line. If you look at the defensive line compared to linebackers, compared to corners, compared to offensive line, you know, everything is on defensive line. But, you know, the game, the games are won in the trenches. That defense, you look at that defense, I mean, let's, let's get rid of, I mean, I know you don't love Tremaine Edmonds, but you know, the back end of that defense is about as good as you can get with Matt Milano, three all pros in the secondary. I mean, that back end of the defense, you can't really get too much better, you know, for linebackers and a secondary. So what other resources do they need to invest in? And and they've missed out on, on players. So that's why they needed to bring in Miller. I mean, Ad, Addison, I'm sorry. Seven sacks, it it was good, but they need didn't more he lead the team? In, yo, didn't he like lead the team in sacks though? The, That's what I'm trying to say. Is they're fucking Brandon Bean is not good at finding defensive line talent, and the coach can't coach him up. Clearly, Ed Oliver was the best defensive lineman on the team this year, hands down. Okay, he. I don't know. It's very. Very, very disappointing because I don't think their scouting department is that good. Somehow, they can't get players to come in and be impactful. Greg Rousseau, I could not get enough of Greg Rousseau when I was watching cover one with Greg Thompson and Aaron Quinn. Shout out to those guys. I could not get enough, man. I could not get enough of Greg Rousseau. I was like, oh, dude, fucking Mario Williams 2.0. And, oh, really? Where was where, where the dust is settled? Show me the other stats of Lyman because unfortunately, it's hard for me to peg Addison in there as some just washed up player when he was there with Ed Oliver as the best defensive lineman on the team. You want to talk a fucking waste of money? Oh my golly! Like, I mean, it's I, not him. I mean, I don't okay. Addison could have been the best defensive end, but yeah, I mean, he I, let me let me tell you that he's over. He was overpaid a little bit again, but but it's Von Miller we're talking no, about. No, no, not that. I'm talking Addison was still overpaid a little bit, and they had a leg up on him. So I think you're right. He should have had a little bit more production. I'll give you that. Okay, but it's it's Von Miller we're talking about versus Mario Addison. Like Von Miller, two time Super Bowl champion, former Super Bowl MVP. You know. The, out of every active NFL player, he has the most sacks out of every active NFL player. First ballot Hall of Famer. We're talking about Von Miller. Mario Addison, I mean, does he even have a single Pro Bowl to his name? No disrespect to Mario Addison. Fine player. You know, 
you know, multiple, uh, I think he had three back or three consecutive 10 sack seasons at one point, which, which is fine. That is good, good, good quality defensive end. I mean, I would, I would maybe take Addison and Miller over maybe Miller and Hughes, but I think Addison and, and Hughes are both, you know, I don't think they're going to bring back either of them. At this so point. let me run this by you. I think and Hughes and Addison bringing Miller kind of solidifies that, that they're doing away with them. And I fully expect it to be Miller and uh, Miller and Rousseau last year or next year with, with Basham, Basham, uh, Shaq Lawson, if they bring him back, if not, they'll probably add another veteran and then uh, Epineza rotating. So I fully expect neither Addison or Hughes to be back next year. Yeah, he um, so Mario Addison was signed in Carolina in 2017 and 2019, three year con for $22.5 million, $8 million signing bonus, 7.5 average salary, guaranteed at signing $9 million, um, and total guaranteed $9 million. And then he became a free agent, signed with the Bills. Three years, $30.45 million. A six million dollar signing bonus, average salary of ten one five. So yeah, ten million plus a hundred thousand fifty, and then thirteen thousand thirteen million guaranteed at signing, fifteen million in change guaranteed at signing, or total guaranteed. Um, and then free agent in twenty twenty two. So like, I don't understand how it's a three year contract because I'm not that bright. This isn't what I do. And then he's an unrestricted free agent in two thousand twenty two when it says three year contract. So, um. If the total guaranteed, I don't know if that was the max off the cap. I don't know how this works because I don't have the rest of the breakout. When they're on the team, it's a lot easier to see because then they just put like the dead cap and everything on there. Um, and yeah, they don't even have a total. Okay, so he made a total from the Bills in 2021 $14 million. In 2021, or it was 2020. In 2021, he made $5.9 million, Mario Addison. Um, so then I'm curious when, you know, we bring up the Jerry Hughes thing. I, again, like you said, we're pretty much... I, I just want to see Von Miller fucking out there, and this could be a great spot where maybe, I guess with age, you limit his snaps. Not fuck that. He just needs to just keep doing what he does. I love his demeanor. If he's a great teacher, I think the team helps turn this around. Um, do you have anything left on Van Miller? I, I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? I don't hate it. It's just people are I acting think, on Twitter like he's 27 uh, on okay. his first contract. I, I mean, that's a little bit much. I mean, I think he's a little old, and ba- I mean, based based off of what it what Spotrack put on Twitter, think of it as like a three year deal, 51 million guaranteed. So that's a bit more of, of what we should really be looking at. He is a little older. I mean, we have other other pieces we got to worry about other than Von Miller. Who's going to be corner number two? How is the offensive line group going to be rounded out? We still need a backup quarterback. Uh, but, I mean, we got another tight end. 17, $17 million in sack. $17 million a year. Yeah. So, I he, hope he has more than two and a half more than Mario Addison. 
Yeah. No, I mean, you know I, I agree with so you. That'll be if, four, if, four and a half million to sack more. If, if he doesn't, you know, have at least double digit sacks and he struggles, I'm going to, it's, I'm going to be in the same exact boat you are. I think it's unfair. No, versus Addison. I just think it's unfair to have that expectation on him. And and in general, and then if he's not going to do that and it's unfair, how do we give him that much money? Like, we can't do like 14 million a year. Uh, I mean, you know it's what I, I don't Miller. Fucking, it's a, it's just... a competitive market. We had to we had to fight with the defending Super Bowl champions who play in Los Angeles. You know, compete with them to get this signing done. The fact that we were able to lure away, uh, you know, Von Miller, first ballot, uh, and or Hall of Famer, you know, from the Super Bowl champs. It says a lot about how this organization has has come in my in my mind, and you, you at that I, point money, you 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 kind of have to get into a kind of a little bit of a bidding war. I just which, look at I'm just sorry, it's just I'm looking at again the history of the general manager, especially at the defensive line. I mean, a first and a second round draft pick on the line last year. DN actually that just that position year before that. Epinesa second round at Oliver was a year before that first round. Mm-hmm. So just, well, why did you couldn't draft a cornerback? Maybe that could be developed in the second round by now for when Levi Wallace drops off or yeah, yeah, you I agree. You, you, I agree. You, you know, you know what I mean. Cor- and then, we've needed a corner for a while or, 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 or and, and that's and what the bills found a danger. It's now, so, it's it's up to Dane Jackson. To hold Here's it down what I want to know: If you were to fucking tell me, and this is just comedy here, and this is also true, if you were to tell me that the Bills would somehow find a way to fucking give a guy another life changing contract on the D line, who's thirty three <laughs> on the D line, I would be like, get out of here, dude. Just come bang my butthole with anything you can think of: soap, a fucking bong, uh, I don't care, a gutter. A fence post, just come fuck me. That's cool because I, there's no fucking way. Next thing you know, oh, guess what we did? What we spent all of our money on the fucking defensive line again. Cool. Well, at least it's in one fucking player. You know, so Shaq Lawson. I'm even looking at his shit. He barely did anything. That dude should be here for fucking peanuts. He should be lucky to walk into Bills into the Bills room. And and that's what I said earlier. We can pick up Shaq Lawson for next to nothing. Bro, 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 you bring in Shaq Lawson with Basham and Rousseau and Epinesa, they better watch the fuck out. They better watch the fuck out. That kid's going to be pissed when he's making not as much. He's already made enough money. I mean, you know what he's been to? He signed with the fucking Jets. He signed with the fucking Dolphins. Either way, you're getting paid every fucking time. And, like, if you're healthy and you're making a hundred grand a year, good for you. Good for you. And you know what? That dude will come in, and I hope he fucking comes here because that's what the Bills need, man. They need that kid. He's good enough on the edge. He's – I love that, like, when Leonard Fournette in, in the stadium, I was at that game. Like, he was like, yo, fuck you, you know, against the Jaguars or Fournette, like, ready to – like, they were fighting. Like, they both yeah. got kicked out of the game. I love that shit. And want to know something? The team has been soft, I thought, last year since that. 
I, agree. I thought I thought I him mean, and Jordan Phillips brought this fucking edge, bro. And, I'm and, I'm with you. I am with you. And Feliciano on the yeah. offensive line brought a tenacity, you know. I mean, let's you know what? John Feliciano, screw him. Let's bring back Richie Incognito. Maybe Yo, well, I was right. just thinking that. Yeah. I have the incognito jersey in my room. Don't ask. Um, but yeah, dude, I was I was thinking that too. Um, but yo, Roger Saffold, I wanted to bring this up. Should turn on my PlayStation here. Roger Saffold, for people who don't fucking know, we had the breaking news on the other podcast. Ben didn't know because he's just been in Bill's heaven here. <laughs> um, but I've been ahead on the Roger Saffold tip. I'll be on Twitch soon. Me and my boy, um, Denny, we've been we've been doing the the Madden challenges together, maybe over months, and uh, it's been fun. So, man, ultimate team. What we usually do as friends is um, we'll pick a game. Sometimes it's Smash Brothers for a while. My friend Mike's really good at it. And then we'll just beat the shit out of each other. And then whoever's really good will coach up the other person. So, they, you know, so I've been doing this with Madden. So what I would do for my online squad is I would have, um, I would end up having, uh, there's Madden right there. I would end up having um, him run scout team pretty much. So he would run Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because he's fucking assholes. Love to just run Lamar Jackson and Ravens. So what I did is he ran scout team and then using man ultimate team, I got hooked years back where I'd lost like a, a two to maybe a few hundred bucks in a month on man ultimate team. So I was like, well, actually dude, you can learn how to do some routes and, and concepts. And, and the reason I got into football, Ben actually was because of tech mobile and Madden as a kid. Mm-hmm. And what I love hearing about John Madden, RIP bro, is when you when he passed away, um, all these quotes came out, and he said, "No, I want an eleven on eleven football game, and I want people to learn and get educated about football." And I couldn't. I love that. And to me, I grew up playing chess with my mom. I'm not a bro. I never played an organized look of football. My mom's like, "Yeah, you're not getting killed." She's from Italy, so it's a bad accent. And uh, I was a little guy, still am, but I'm, I'm like Tyrod, you know, not fast. I'm quick. Um, arm for days. Try me, can catch too. Good, great hands. Catch with my hands, um, not my chest. And anyways, so, um, you know, Madden really taught us a lot of stuff. Zone coverages, blitzes. You know, mm-hmm. like if you went online or you got down to the library, you look up like what is robber, what is you know, what 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 are the different techniques. So what you learn is really systems, and. Madden really got me into doing a podcast on the Bills because you get to learn what is a West Coast offense, what is a run and shoot, what is this, who came up with this. Same with defense. What's a 4-3, what's a 3-4. So when we're talking about Shaq Lawson earlier, how, you know, Rex used these players not to their advantage, and he really let me down. But what I like about Rex is I, I love that he put himself out there so that he takes the pressure off the locker room. Now McDermott does it in a way more boring way. And then I know more than all type way is how it comes off more than it should. And that's the Bills media's fault. My point being is everything rounded out. Man, an ultimate team, you can learn a lot of shit. You can learn how the routes work or the combination. Just run to play stock. And you'll be able to, you know, over time, see where a certain section of the field, both routes go. So it's an easy read. And then you can kind of translate that when you dive deeper into football and what the media doesn't really do is go past surface level. They just want to talk basic stuff. And 
I'm pretty basic myself, but I'm more into the general manager side of stuff. Like this is my favorite time of year. Probably is free agency. How are we going to build the team? The bills are great. We have a fucking franchise quarterback, um, you know, and man, ultimate team. I, I, I have Saffold. I have Roger Saffold on my left guard spot already. 93. We earned him through the challenges. I'll pull him up over here. Oh, shit. My connection's lost. Um, And it was pretty good because he's a beast. So when the bill signed him, immediately after everything, Brandon Bean was able to recognize his problems. I'm proud of him. Yeah. And that left guard being available is just. And, and you know what? Night. You know what? I I honestly am content with this with the group we have at offensive line right now. I thought Rick Bates played very well last year before he got hurt. I think I think he he's a good option at right guard. I like um, I like Spencer Brown uh, coming in as starter for right tackle. Deion Dawkins does not get enough respect for his performance last year as, as at left tackle. And he's very quiet. talk. But guess what? I have him on my man at ultimate he's, team too. He, and he's a fucking monster. No, he's, he's a really, a really underappreciated left tackle. Like he, he is a solid left tackle. Like is, is good. You know, not the best. Hey, hey, like hey, hey, guess who's back? His coach, Aaron Cromer. Yeah. His rookie year coach. And again, hey, I have to give credit where it's due. McDermott, thank you for listening to Numb Bills Fan Podcast from about four years ago. I'm like, yo, bro, you're fucking up five years ago, not retaining Aaron Cromer. Because after Aaron Cromer left the Bills as an online coach, this motherfucker went to the Rams. Hot girl, we turned. Dude, I did a podcast, Ben, with this guy named Kevin Elliott. Uh, okay, comedian, and, and, and I, he's I, he's a he's a Rams fan, and he turned that team around. And okay, he won the Super Bowl that year. Okay, I know you love Cromer though, but I don't you I dare. Keep, I keep bringing up Bobby Johnson, and you keep defending him. I'm like, what is the deal? You you. I, I'll you, tell you. On one hand, I, you love Aaron Cromer. No, on the other no, hand, no. you said they never should have gotten rid of him, and now you have some type of infatuation with Bobby Johnson just because he left the bills to go coach with Brian. Yo, Dave. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write down a progression. I'm going to show it to you. So since you want to call me my bullshit, I'll fucking bring it up. Check it. Under Chan and Gailey, yep. Bobby Johnson was there for a, let me walk you through this. Don't interrupt me. Let me dig my own grave maybe, but I'm probably just going <laughs> to teabag you really. So Chan Gailey hired this guy on some internship, like minority fellowship program. Okay. Under Chan Gailey, I saw an offensive line that was all just piecemealed together. It was very productive, very productive. I thought they played solid. Okay. So that's why when we look at fucking McDermott and the first guy he hires, you want to get on your computer over there? Look up this guy, Juan Castillo. And then look up this other guy, Ray Rice. And he was an Andy Reid guy. So what ended up happening is, I believe when you listen to Richie Incognito after game five, he said this, this year that they went to the playoffs and broke the drought, he goes, we walked into the coach's room after game five. I said, nah, we did this before. Remember, Cromer's not there. McDermott, year, year one. We did this before. 
and they started implementing power blocking schemes and things from other years. What that says is your coach did not marry the talent in the scheme well, to, I, to that. Hold on. Their first hire was Juan Castillo. So what they did is they started bringing in all sorts of people and playing money ball. Eventually, after ignoring the offensive line, they started playing money ball. So just like we're seeing on the defensive line, how we can't really see what the fuck is happening. How are all these guys like Teller? Okay. All these, we talked a couple other offensive linemen last week that are around the fucking league. And now you discover that Bates actually can do something. Spencer Brown got lucky. They got lucky. That said, hey, third round pick, you're a fucking starter. Get out there. Because John I Miller mean, was just fine at right guard. Hold on. I got to back up my point about offensive line here. Oh, I love so John Miller. Actually. You have, exactly. I forgot about him. Exactly. So you had another guy you could have retained, played with Dawkins. You don't. You don't. You ignore it. In Breaking fact, news. Hold- the Bills released Beasley. That sucks. I yeah. hate that the Bills. All right. Let me let me round <laughs> off Chan Gailey and then I'll go or, or Bobby Johnson. You can't just interrupt me, you fuck. So listen. Okay, sorry. For Cole Beasley being no, no, stop. No, no, no. I'm going back to offensive line. Seriously. I'm going back to fuck that. You you just asked me a question about oh, you want to (laughs) blow you you want to blow Bobby Johnson. No, I don't want to blow fucking no no no. Let me finish. I don't want to blow Bobby Johnson. I'm trying to tell you that the fucking GM played money ball at the offensive line. Mitch Morris was the best signing. He is the linchpin of the fucking team. I said that when they signed him. I did a podcast immediately about it. That's how stoked I was. They did something smart with their fucking money. Deion Dawkins has been solid, but for some reason, some reason they couldn't figure it out. But then they did. But then the players are lopsided, Ben. So then they bring in Bobby Johnson for what? The last two years? What have the Bills done the last two years, Ben? Throwing the ball a lot, really far, a lot. So when it comes down to it, I ain't blowing Bobby Johnson. He is a scapegoat from fucking McDermott. We're not identifying and marrying fucking talent to the coaching. Okay. Because they had to bring in a different offensive line coach because Juan Castillo was fucking trash, dude. And then you had Rick Dennis who never called an offensive play in his life as deep as a coordinator to fucking the Broncos. He couldn't get coaches clearly. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I ain't blowing Bobby Johnson. I'm just saying that like Aaron Cromer is a fucking man. The shit was set for cutting edge NFL. And now they're going back to it because it's still cutting edge NFL. And guess what? If Bobby Johnson was that bad of an O-line coach, why would Brian Dable go, yo, bro, come with me? Come with me. I'm going to New York, the biggest fucking media market in the world. I'm going to New York. I'm going to own it with Bobby Johnson. Why would he do that? And then he brings in Tyrod Taylor. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying, Ben, I don't think it's the worst. I don't think it's the worst at all. I think that the Bills are right where they need to be. Aaron Cromer is going to be able to bring in pieces. pieces. As you said last podcast, Saffle was with him. You know, like, mm-hmm. are you stoked on Aaron Cromer or no? I, I am. I'm, I'm I'm very stoked on Aaron Cromer. I think, you know, he, you know, his history, you know, his resume speak for himself. What, you know, his reputation what he's done. I'm stoked about, about Aaron Cromer, you know, big time pickup. I think, I think the whole offensive coaching staff improved, even losing uh, 
Brian Dable because they retained Ken Dorsey. They they still were Ken Dorsey, you know, moving from quarterbacks coach. Who did they replace him at quarterbacks coach? Joe Brady. And look at all the success Joe Brady had with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow senior year in high school or senior year uh, at LSU. Joe Burr or Joe Brady got a really bad rap for you know, I think Matt Rule completely screwing him over with how with total lack of talent on offense, no offensive line, how many different quarterback situations, and they're gonna get rid of Brady because yeah, it's Joe Brady's fault that they've ran six different starting quarterbacks in two years. Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy. They don't have any uh, receivers. I mean, that's all Joe Brady's fault, isn't it? No, it, it's it's not Joe Brady's fault. Joe Brady is one of the brightest minds in offensive, you know, in the offensive game right now. I think that was an amazing hire bringing in Joe Brady. You know, they also brought in Mike Shula and a lot of people are like, oh, they're just bringing in Shula because Shula has connections to Carolina. He wasn't a great offensive coordinator. You know, they were a power run team after they fought after, you know, he moved on. They brought in North Turner. North Turner brought in more from Cam Newton. It doesn't matter. Shula's been around the league. He has experience. You know, he he may not be. He's not Vince Lombardi. He's not the brightest, you know, offensive mind, but he he has experience. He's coached to, you know, to he's made a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator for a first time play caller in Ken Dorsey. I think to have as loaded as an offensive coaching staff as as you can build when your head coach is a defensive minded head coach is just going to benefit this offense. All right, so yo, um, Cole Beasley, check it. I love Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, thank you. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure, Ben, on Cole Beasley, and frankly, I'm about to go off right now for about a minute here. So give me the floor. The yeah. one player on the Bills to to turn up and say fuck this vaccination thing. We have just gone through a a, a fucking psyop, pretty much from these big pharma companies i'm calling it how it is i boycotted the games i was not in vaccine and for anybody out there look into the pfizer data the fucking data dumps that you know the courts made them release that they didn't want to release for 70 years and allegedly you have a you know you could die easier getting the pfizer vaccine than not getting it okay so when you realize that operation warp speed which was trump's pushing of this vaccine and then all the anti-trumpers went and got it which i'm on team no one i'm on team fucking human okay i don't like the nfl and the buffalo bills and people telling me what the fuck to do with my body especially when you look into the nfl and how it started for fucking gangsters how you look into the nfl and then how it's trying to be gambled on and when how you look into the nfl and there's thousands of players who can't say shit. Cole Beasley put his fucking balls out there. He said, yo, fuck this. And he goes, I'll get vaccinated and be an advocate for it if Pfizer puts a percentage of its earnings from the vaccine and my wife's name. I'll, and You know what I'm saying? And then you get another guy. He goes, he said as well, only place I get booed is at our home stadium. 
then some of the same people want me to take pictures and sign autographs. So I thought Bills fans were the rest were the best in the world. Where'd they go? And then other those same fucking idiots want to call Beasley want to call Cole Beasley out. And you know, meanwhile, this dude had 82 receptions this year, last year. Okay. And it's just a killer. And oh, by the way, he was injured. Fucking injured, right? Both years. And plays his ass off. Gets open to open space. Catches the ball. And not for nothing, most, it's, when you just start burning the books and you start doing fascism and you do not allow other thoughts in the stadium, maybe people like me and other people would have said, yo, why don't you shut the fuck up? Why don't you leave him the fuck alone? He's a human. We're here for football. We're here for fucking football. We're not here for politics. We're not here for the fucking Support your troops shit. I'm not here for banker wars. Right. I mean. You know what I'm saying, bro? So as far as Cole Beasley, bro, love you, dude. Much respect. I want to give a shout out to his. He's got a great song called Sometimes. I'm going to put it in the description. And Cole Beasley, just thank you for your services, man. I tried. I mean, I I agree with you on on everything, you know, that Cole has done. I mean, we also got to talk about how has Cole, you know, helped the development of Josh Allen these past three seasons. And people forget 2019 when Cole Beasley and John Brown both came in, Josh Allen didn't really have any receivers. He was still a young quarterback coming off of his first year in the NFL where his top receivers were Robert Foster and Zay Jones. And everyone was saying Josh Allen is going to be one of the biggest busts of all time. He didn't really have any reliable receiving weapons. Cole Beasley signed with the team, and Beasley quickly became of Allen's favorite targets next year, you know, which was 2020 when Beasley was a all-pro, uh, which a lot of people thought he shouldn't have been an all-pro. Meanwhile, he was the best slot receiver in football, and slot receiver is a position, so should the best slot receiver not be an all-pro because he almost had 1,000 receiving yards last year? And honestly, Dave, did that injury he suffered at the end of 2020 really end up hurting him? Because I feel like he never was the same player in Buffalo since. I mean, no, dude, he was, they hobbled, about, he was no. hobbled through the playoffs even this season. Honestly, I mean, man, I think Gabe Davis made a point to get himself into more packages. Um, and you have McKenzie and frankly, dude, I think I would we're overall, I want to bet that Cole Beasley is liked by the team for what he did as well yeah i think and, i think he is and, too i think and i think I he's think, like yo i got money if he's going to say i got enough money he said I'm, i got enough money it's not about the money it's about the other players who can't speak this is a humans versus this is this is a, this is literally bro the same thing as a labor dispute to me okay this is the same thing as a union of you know, these players, they might make more money than us and do whatever the fuck, get some glory, fame, if you're into that. But it gets old. But, dude, this guy did it, man. He really did. He put himself out there. And how many players would fucking really do that and say, I don't care? So I would feel that in the same breath. Ben, let me know what you think about this. What if he asked for his release because he doesn't want to deal with the books? Also... Because he has enough money. Also, because I he mean, recognizes that McKenzie, if that wide receiver room should be a brotherhood, McKenzie's coming up. Really proving himself now. Fucking developed nicely. 
Gabe Davis. I mean, like, like, why I would think, you want a stunt development? I think, you know, I think, I think the Bills probably asked him for a pay cut. He didn't want. No, to he asked cut. for. They they said he could seek for a trade. He could seek a trade if he wants. Here's what seek a trade means. Seek a trade means you're being released, and if someone, if you want to go to another team, you can start looking for it. So they never really said anything. I mean, was it was it you know? Fully, this is, all, this is all bullshit. This is all bullshit, fan fucking driven. And I feel like this is where McDermott comes in and being, and they just, I mean, it could they be want to have all their driven. own positive fucking media. They want to have all their own fucking positive media because you know what's going to happen? They're going to let us all in the stadium. And then Cole Beasley is going to be the one motherfucker there. And you know what I mean? He's got to look at these people on the fucking face. Like, I don't know. It, it is what it is. It's professional sports, but it sucks, right? It just sucks because. I don't buy that the Bills fans are the best fucking thing ever either. They sold out. I went to the Ravens game in 2019. Top team in the league. Pack, pack, pack. You know, so. Um, OJ Howard, did you talk about him? I think you did, right? And I just. No, I didn't even get to OJ. OJ, I wanted OJ since he was drafted so tight uh, end oj howard on tampa bay we've talked about six, him six, he was up there with ebron three. right around a couple years within the last couple years of ebron so i'm like over i don't want to say overhyped but tall big tight end that we want right as we at, see Gronk yeah, shred us. At, yeah more more almost like a wide receiver than a tight end type kind of like what kyle pitts is except pitts is is even more of a freak so from what I've seen, Tampa really did not use him properly uh, or use him at all. I think the best way would be to have him out wide because I think they're probably going to just still use Knox more as a traditional tight end. So have him go down the seam. I mean, running, having a weapon like that in the play action for Josh Allen on top of – you know, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. I mean, right now, the Bills' top three receiving options are McKenzie, Davis, and Diggs. That's on wide receivers. That's not tight ends. So after they got rid of Beasley, they're going to have to add another slot receiver, uh, wh- whether it's through the draft or free agency, because I don't think they're going to roll with with uh, McKenzie as a starting receiver, I think I think he has a role with this team. I think they could introduce his role, but I don't I don't think his role, uh, and that being of of like a return man, gadget type receiver, I don't think that's going to change. I don't think if they do increase McKenzie's workload, I don't think he's going to be a, a number two or number three receiver. He's going to probably he's, oh, he's an he's an X factor man. He proved. Yo, he proved himself in that game that Cole was no, out, no, no. man. He really did. I, I'm I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm saying I just don't think that's his role on the team. I don't I think if you give him more snaps, he's at he's still an X factor. That's he's like Debo. Think of him like Debo, maybe like Debo Jr. Oh, what he already does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I, okay. I, I'm saying he has a niche role in this yes. team. He uh, has right. a specific yes. role. He isn't Stefan Diggs. He isn't Gabriel Davis. He's Did you see the, Isaiah you see the McKenzie. Clip? He brings something that those other guys don't bring. And and that's why I think Beasley didn't mind leaving. 
He sees these guys coming up, man. Why take from him? He had his opportunities. Um, Ben, you got anything else, dude? Because I'm still for OJ Howard. That was somebody that uh, yeah, no, Adam no, Deacon no. I, 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 I love OJ Howard. I mean, I, I, I'm honestly surprised that Brady didn't get more out of him. But I think, I mean, I saw, uh, I forgot who tweeted it. Tweeted this. It, uh, I, I'm gonna have to go back and check. But basically, I think. A lot of the Howard stuff in Tampa, at least the, the last couple of years, was Arians totally not using him at all. So I know I, he had a ruptured They're, Achilles, but I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was 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 on Arians, and you can just see. Isn't it a five million dollar deal, three point five guaranteed or something like a very affordable? I you know they gave Brad Smith years ago. My man Chan gave like four million a year to fucking yeah, play it, three it, plays it, a game. Yeah, they gave him four like million a year. One, one year, like three point two million guaranteed right. or something. So right. extremely affordable, and, and and honestly, like if I'm gonna give a tight end money, number two tight end, if I'm gonna sign a guy. I would rather take OJ Howard than Rob Gronkowski. That's just my opinion. Well, Howard is younger, is, bro. I get you, but like clearly, he's a smart football player. There might be some things behind the scenes. You know, I need to know the contacts more. Um, I think it's if uh, Arians I mean, isn't playing them and Gronkowski, you're Brady. You know Gronkowski can read a defense. You know he can do certain things and get in the right spot. You don't got to teach him shit. I mean. You got to win be, now, bro. There, there could be more. I mean, we'll see if, if he's a if the Bills, he's a number two tight end. If the Bills all are day, able, and he's young, what is he, 27 maybe? Yeah, yeah. And if the Bills are able to get something out of him, because here's the thing Gronk isn't a long term option. Like, you, you sign Gronk, you get one or two years out of him, at least with OJ Howard. If you sign him and he turns out really good, you can sign him long term, and then you have. Your two starting tight ends don't don't even have to worry about it with him and Knox. Dude, I think it's a good pairing. I'm curious to see what the offense looks like. Um, but I want to wrap up. Uh, so behind me, you have Numb Bills fan shirts, which is this logo, okay, on a black shirt. And then hold on, here's a tank top from Rob Antonucci. Shout out, Rob. The wrinkles on this make it great. Um, I definitely made this merch two years ago, Ben, and I did nothing with it. So it's a high-quality tank top, next level. You want comfy shit? I get compliments on my merch. Goes, oh, I'm not even a Bills fan. We should have all worn those in Miami. I don't know why not. If all of us had those those numb Bills fan uh it, uh, you know, tank tops in Miami, bro. It would have been dude. Over. I know. I didn't even think. Yo, I didn't even think about it because I'm not smart. This dude, is, right. I just get lazy. I make work. I make work, and obviously, like, I would love this to be able to pay for itself. It costs over three hundred dollars, believe it or not, for the website and the server space. And I've always wanted a .com for this whole shadow ban thing that was going on, like the whole whole Weasley shit we were talking about. So, um, you know, again. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, we'll find you on Twitter, Ben, with the underscore GR. No, no, no. My Instagram has the underscore. My Twitter Jesus doesn't. Christ. Okay, whatever. Ben Gramado, <laughs> B-E-N-G-R-I-M-A-U-D-O. Find him everywhere. He's young. He's looking to uh, 
talk to people or something. So yeah. whatever. I'm talking now. <laughs> He's talking now. But um, okay, I'm your host on this one, David, with uh, other co-host Ben. So take care. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, David J Palermo, and uh, follow Numbillsman everywhere. Take care. All right. Take care. Oh yeah, subscribe. And if you're interested in the shirt, you want to see what it looks like, get your ass onto YouTube. This has been a live YouTube recording. And uh, yeah, we're coming for Joe Rogan's uh, Joe Rogan's spot on uh, on uh, Spotify too. So this is true. Yeah, so we have a little bit of competition. Uh, we're working against with Rogan, but uh, check- yeah, maybe they'll pay us. So yeah. um, probably not. Well, toodaloo. All right.